Good morning. It's the middle of the week, and if you're still working in a job waiting to set up your business, then good news, because there's just a couple of days until you can get some solid work in on your project this weekend. This is Six Minute Business Breakfast, your motivational, uplifting alarm clock, which reminds you what you've got to look forward to instead of that clanging racket of a traditional alarm clock. Today, if you're not making any headway on social media, could the dark arts be where you'll find your answer? Today, in this special episode, we're going to the murky world of black hat techniques in an episode I'm calling Conversations with a Black Hat Marketer. Good morning. I was at an event the other day at which the organisers gained 100 new followers on Twitter in just over an hour. This result was initiated by one of the speakers and he was talking about what is often dubbed by others as black hat marketing techniques. As a former journalist, I can't help but be fascinated by those who break the rules and win. Plenty of people try to game the social media platforms and fail, of course. But you can't help but be fascinated by those who seem to succeed. And there's that inner desire in all of us, isn't there, to just know how they do it. So I was fascinated to watch the presentation by Craig Campbell. Craig has made a brand for himself as a controversial SEO expert. Indeed, one of his first slides mocks someone who said black hat or grey techniques are immoral. But as much as Craig values that brand, I couldn't help but accept a lot of what he said as fair points, and the things he's doing are clearly working. The word black hat came from early website search engine optimization. Black hat techniques covered things like writing white words on a white page so that a search engine would read them, but a user wouldn't see them and it wouldn't interrupt the look of a page. Google, of course, got wise to simple techniques like that. But the wish to game the system, whether it's on a website or in social media, of course, continues. It's techniques like this, then, that people like Google and Facebook don't like. Well, they and white hat marketers talk about good content and making things clear with hashtags and good website structure in order to grow audiences, or, of course, through paid advertising, which those platforms will want. Black hat SEO proponents hack that system. They look at what cheats the system in effect and then build large audiences and businesses with, today, automated tools in the marketing space. One of the best known ways now are these bots, which I've talked about before, which in the simplest form follow and then unfollow people automatically when they don't follow back. The argument put forward by many of these black hat marketers is that it's simply doing what you would do yourself, but saving you the time. But it also goes a lot further than that simple process of follow and unfollow. These bots now can also look for keywords in what people write and send a response based on that. It can see if someone used a hashtag and a username for an event you were speaking at last night. And the response that you could have could be something like, I hope you found it interesting that you were at the event or what you thought of what I said, something like that. And you could do that all without you having to touch anything. You could set it up that way. At a higher level, it can see if you've interacted with an email from you before, perhaps in your marketing campaign, or even watched a video you put on YouTube. And when you tweet that person back, or if you message that person back, your message could say, I saw you watched the video. Did you enjoy my email course as well? That's going to feel very personal. It's scary, really, the level automation can get to. But before you just say, that doesn't sound like anything I'd ever get involved in, let's look at this journalistically. Firstly, black hat is not just being practiced by a few people in a dark room, but many, many people on the platforms you already use. In fact, MobileMarketer.com reported that there could be 95 million bots on Instagram alone. You know, we've all found accounts, haven't we, with a couple of pictures, but thousands of followers. And while some accounts are going nowhere, many have possibly used bots as a springboard 
to levels which we could only dream of. Secondly, the argument put forward, and I'll admit I really struggle on this one, is that bots which reach out to someone, appear to engage and then disappear, are no different from advertising in the first place. Both advertising and these bots are intrusive to a degree, and both put the onus on the recipient to decide if they want to engage with you more, not the person pushing out that message. Of course, one big difference is that if you pay for advertising, the platforms get it. If you pay for the bots, the bot creators get it. But after listening to what Craig said, I was still fascinated by what he was talking about, and I thought, well, let's give him a scenario. So I presented the project that I'm working on to Craig and asked him what he would do with that. The project I'm working on, by the way, is a political debate show, and it's all to do with media training and negotiating techniques and stuff like that. Firstly, he loved the idea of controversy. He felt that controversy online on social media in particular would help to develop your social media following organically. You wouldn't just need black hat techniques, especially, he said, go for Twitter, where debate could get quite intense. And Facebook, too, admitted only the other day that polarising content, so where there's a strong division between those who support and against it, are more engaged with than normal content. But he also, Craig also said that it would still be very difficult to get it off the ground initially, as there's still a lot of people in that space provoking arguments and organising debates. He said, I should use a platform called Jovely in order to gain initial following. I was still pretty cautious about the idea of just sort of setting up an Instagram account with four pictures and then setting off a bot to go and follow thousands of people, because I don't want to upset people. I don't want to spam people. But he said, no, that's not the approach you should take. You still need to be putting out good quality content so that when the bot arrives in someone's inbox, they look at your profile and go, yeah, there's genuinely something interesting there. Otherwise, it would indeed be spamming them. I know a lot of people probably do that, but that's not something I could do. The point Craig made to me was that when you start up, you have an initial problem because no one follows a social media account with one follower. We talked about this before. Everyone wants to follow the accounts with a good follower base. To get to that level, as he put it, you have to fake it until you make it. So his attitude is the initial stage is about getting a base number of followers that people start to take you seriously while still delivering great content for new people who are looking at your profile. The final point I made to him was about the way that some of these platforms just seem to go out and follow, you know, a thousand people overnight. Indeed, when I played with that Instagram one as a, as a test in a previous episode, it followed something like a thousand people over a few days. And I thought that was absolutely insane and incredibly spammy. And when I said that to him, he said, do not do that. He pointed out that this is the road to getting banned. And his rule of thumb was to think about it this way, to only set a bot to follow the number of people you might realistically be able to follow yourself if you had to spend a similar amount of time doing it yourself. So if you think you could follow 30 people in a night, set the bot to follow 30, not 1,000. Now, I'm not ready to launch this project yet, but when I do, what do you think I should do? Should I try? Should I not? I'll let you decide on this. Let me know on Twitter at 6MinuteBB or on Instagram at 6BusinessBreakfast. Let me know what you think. I'm sure Craig won't mind if I share um, one of those platforms with you as he gave that away at a public speech as well. And the main one he felt was the best to use and to investigate was called Javali. Now, this is spelled J-A-V-A-L-E-E. J-A-V-A-L-E-E. There was one final thing I did do. Next day, I was curious as to if I messaged him, would I get a genuine response or would I get some kind of automated response? So I messaged him the next day on Twitter, not expecting a reply. 
And it clearly was him who replied, and we actually had a very short little conversation. But of course, if you set the platform up right, and I hadn't been asking about a specific thing I'd said to him, you could have set that up to reply to me in an automated way. It's all pretty uncomfortable stuff, isn't it? But yet, loads of people are doing this stuff. Would you use techniques like this? Do you agree with Craig? Do you already use techniques like this? Would you be happy to use techniques yourself but be offended by bots targeting you? It's an interesting debate. I hope you found today's episode interesting. It has been a bit of a flood of thoughts for me. But if business success is often the result of those who use the rules to their advantage or even bend them a bit, thinking doing everything in a nice way could just be the ticket to business failure. Do we have to look outside the box too? This has been your six-minute business breakfast. Don't forget to share it with anyone that you think might be interested. Do let me know what you think. More next time.